Brothers and sisters, I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you, which you received, on which you have taken your stand. By this gospel you are saved. If you hold firmly to the world, I preach to you. Otherwise you have believed in vain. For what I received, I passed on to you as of first importance, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures, and that he appeared to Cephas, and then to the twelve. Okay, thank you. Yep. So, here's the theme of our, of our program this morning. It's the resurrection right. of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And just like Luke said in Acts chapter 1, mm -hmm. he's going to do an orderly account and, and, and show you many infallible proofs. Mm -hmm. Now, that's similar to what, what Paul is doing here. Right. He says, he's, he's speaking to Christians. He says, moreover, brethren... I declare to you the gospel. This yeah. is the heart of the gospel. Oh, yeah, this is now, it has many other implications, but if you say, if somebody says to you, what is the gospel? Yeah. Well, somebody might say, well, do good works or love mm -hmm. your neighbor or right. um, give to the poor. These are all good things, but that is not the essential gospel. Right. Here's the essential gospel, which means good news. He said, uh, by which you are saved, if you hold fast. He says, first, verse for three. I deliver to you first of all. That means highest priority. Yes. This is, so he's passing this off to us. Mm -hmm. He's passing this off to the yeah. Christians at Corinth. Mm -hmm. And this has been passed down for 2,000 years. Yeah. That which I also received. So he received it from somebody. Probably the early, probably the apostles mm -hmm. and the yeah. disciples of Christ when yeah. he goes to Jerusalem after he accepts Christ. Mm -hmm. He says, I received it. I'm giving it to you. In other words, don't drop the baton. You know in a relay race, don't drop yeah. the baton. Okay, <laughs> this is very important. Right. That Christ died for our sins. Now, see, you can have all kinds of people dying today. You can have people die a martyr's death. Your soldier might die a heroic death. Yeah. yeah that's how we get the Congressional Medal of Honor is when these guys give their life for their fellow soldiers. So that's a heroic death. You can have an accidental death. You can have a martyr's death. You can. I just read where a principal of a high school gave a kidney to a student that was going to die if he didn't get it. He gave it successfully, but oh, wow. a week later the principal died. Oh, God. So that was a hero's wow. death. You see what I'm yeah. saying? That was a very. But Jesus died for our sins. Yes. Mm -hmm. There's nobody else in the world mm -hmm. that ever lived and died for our sins. Absolutely. You understand? That's that's yes. an important element. Oh yeah. Okay, and he says um, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. Well, we're going to see that. First Corinthians and the Gospel of Mark are really early books. Yeah. Some of the earliest in the New Testament is, mm -hmm. is, we won't get into that this morning, but you can prove these are really early, maybe 20 years after the resurrection and ascension of mm -hmm. Jesus. So mm -hmm. the scriptures he's referencing would be what? According to what scriptures? What, the Old Testament? Old Testament, yeah. because yeah. the New Testament has is in process. Oh, yeah. mm -hmm. It's not compiled. Right. Mm -hmm. And we're going to look at the Old Testament and how it yeah. talks about this according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day, according to the scriptures. Yeah. Now that locks it in. Mm -hmm. yeah. Again, Jesus did not come just to give us a good moral code. He didn't come to give us a philosophy. Mm -hmm. He didn't come to give us whatever. You know, he came to die yeah. and to rise from the dead for our sins yeah. and to give us that new life in yeah. Christ. Amen. And if we lose this, those are the twin pillars of the Christian faith, his death on the cross, yes. his his resurrection from a tomb, <clears throat> and if, if we lose that, the church is is, is a club. Well, we wouldn't be sitting here. Exactly <laughs> right. Or we'd be we a club. Be, yeah, we'd yeah, be a, a good club, yeah. you know, to do good work. So, right. But you would miss that element. Mm 
Yeah. And then he goes on to give proofs. First, he was seen by Cephas, which is Peter. Oh, yeah. And then by the twelve, and then by 500. Yeah. Brethren. Notice it's brethren. So these right. are believers. Right. So here we're going to get... Jesus has multiple appearances after his resurrection. Yeah, we can talk about those later. Yeah. yeah. So, so any thoughts on this, Wanda or David? But this sets up the foundation stone for the Christian faith mm -hmm. when we talk about the resurrection or, yeah. you know, we celebrated uh, last Sunday. You know, many say it's the greatest event that ever happened in human history, and, and, and I think that's right, especially for our belief system. But the amazing thing is we talked about the Old Testament references and primarily when you look at Psalm 22 mm -hmm. and Isaiah 53 you think that those are seven to a thousand years before Christ was crucified and here's just some examples uh, Messiah will have his hands and feet pierced through mm -hmm. Psalm 22 16 the Messiah's bones will not be broken a person's leg were usually broken after being crucified to speed up their death Psalm 22 17 Men will cast lots for the Messiah's clothing. Psalm twenty-two, eighteen. Then you look at Isaiah fifty-three. Well, hold on. Stay okay. with stay with okay. Psalm twenty-two. Sure. Yeah. Because Psalm twenty-two starts out the first verse, which says, "My God, My God, why hast thou forsaken me?" And yeah. then it goes into that's the first one of the first things oh, Jesus yeah. said on the cross. Yeah. So point. if you were a Jewish believer, if right. you were a Jew that understood the Psalms, yes. you would have clicked out. Oh, yeah. he's referencing this particular yes. Psalm. Yeah. But then it goes through everything you just said, David, yeah. about they pierce my hands and my feet. They're, right. they're, they're my, I'm very thirsty. Uh -huh. I see these people at the base of the cross, dogs, which was a reference Isn't to that Gentiles. Yeah. But look how it lifts now. Look what verse 22 says. Right. I will declare your name to my brethren. In the midst of the assembly, I will praise you. You who fear the Lord, praise him. All, see, it lifts here. Yes. That speaks of resurrection. It goes down uh, in yeah. the death. Now yeah. it goes up. You understand it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, for he has not despised nor abhorred the afflictions of the afflicted, nor has he hidden his face from him. But when he cried, he heard him. My praise shall be of you in the great assembly. I will pay my... You see this? Yes. It lifts up. Mm -hmm. So there's the death. There's the resurrection. It's same the whole thing. story. The same yeah. thing in Isaiah 53. Yes. You see, Isaiah yeah. 53 right. says the same thing. Correct. Where you see it downward, or suffering, the suffering servant that you just quoted, you know, he was oppressed, yeah. he was afflicted, he didn't open his mouth. Uh, it pleased God to bruise him. Mm -hmm. In other words, this was God's plan. Right. Mm -hmm. He put him to grief. You shall make his soul an offering for sin. Uh but then it says, he shall see his seed, he shall prolong his days. The pleasure of the Lord shall be shall prosper in his hand. He shall see the labor of his soul and be satisfied. By knowledge, by his knowledge, my righteous servant shall justify many. many. Yes. You see it lifts. Yes. You understand how that yes. it goes uh -huh. down, suffering, death, and then uh -huh. lifts. Yep. Just like you know, we suffer, you know, we have Good Friday, <clears throat> and then it lifts to Sunday. Absolutely. Yeah. Again, like you say, this is, psalm was written a thousand years before the yeah. event. Isaiah, six hundred years. Yeah, six seven hundred you know, years. Right. With high uh -huh. specificity. Yeah. You know how can this be? Exactly. You know, and, and so remember when Luke says many infallible proofs. Right. What I have found is most people don't want to look at the evidence. No, mm. I agree. I'm serious. No, it's, yeah. it, it's because we live distracted lives. I mean, that's am I right? That's we're, powerful. We're on an escalator of time. Oh, yeah. yeah. And we're just going along, and we're trying to get a good job, and then trying to get, and then mm. trying to get a retirement, and mm. trying to do this, and end up, you know, maybe yeah. I'm going to be in an old age home in Florida and have golfing privileges or something and yeah. die. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, what is life about? 
Absolutely. And, and that's the, yeah. any thought on that, Wanda? And, it's it's not, and that's so powerful what you said because John and David, not one day goes by that I do not think about the rapture of the church or the time that we have to spend, stand before the Lord and take an account of what we, the deeds done, the, whether our assignment mm. was finished, completed with, with, his, with his pleasure, by exactly. his pleasure. And more than anything, I want him to be pleased. And there's not a day mm. that goes by. Now, when I was a little girl, I used to, I, every week, I would hear in the church about uh, the rapture of the church. The Lord is soon to come, mm. and, and you want to be ready when Jesus comes. You, never, you rarely hear that now. Yeah, right. But it rings loudly in my soul every day. Father, I want you to be pleased with me. And if you were to rapture the church right now, I want to go to be with you. you exactly know? right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's a good point. Wanda, because the Bible says, boast not thyself of tomorrow, for thou knowest not what a day might bring. Mm -hmm. The average age of the people that were going up on the Twin Towers on 9-11 mm -hmm. was about 37 years old. Mm -hmm. They were going up that elevator with Starbucks coffee, yes. a laptop computer, and the last thing they thought about was that was their last day. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I just returned from Italy, and I, I toured Pompeii, yeah. mm -hmm. a famous city. Yeah. And then mm -hmm. right in the background, you see Mount Vesuvius, yes. which was the volcano, mm -hmm. right? 79 AD. Mm -hmm. But those people lived a high lifestyle. Yes, you can did. see their shops. Yes. You see mm -hmm. their beautiful murals, and they had yeah. these uh, saunas, and mm -hmm. they did not think that mm -hmm. their life was going to be over that Absolutely. day. No. To your point, Wanda, mm -hmm. we, like my old friend used to say, live each day as if it's your last, and one day you'll be right. <laughs> yes, but we, think we could never be right had this not happened. Yeah, right, right. And that is why this happened. That's yeah. why the, he, he died for us and rose for us, so that we could get our right place mm -hmm. back. But we have to live our lives daily. Yes. in preparation to see him right in a place where we're at peace yeah. yeah in a sense our lord has done all the heavy lifting yes, he, he really has you Absolutely. know yeah. through the cross we have forgiveness through the resurrection we have the empowerment to live a new life mm -hmm. yeah. somebody has suggested the cross takes care of our past the empty tomb takes care of our future, future. yeah you know good. and and, and yeah. the idea we must as believers here's one of the problems i think we're inundated with information, mm -hmm. books, mm -hmm. you know, good Christian books, movies, mm -hmm. uh, documentaries. But this is the book. This well, is we're, we're looking at this one. <laughs> and, and, and amidst mm -hmm. all the other stuff, yeah. mm -hmm. we lose this. And at this time of the year, we should get back to it mm -hmm. and reaffirm it yeah. and mm -hmm. say, look, this, as you say, David, this is the most important week. Yes, it is. Yeah. We just celebrated last week in yeah. all of human history. Yeah. If we believe yeah. the Son of God visited this planet, he, he gave his life. Nobody took it. He says, yeah. no man takes my life from me. Yeah. I lay it down yeah. willingly. He Absolutely. said to Peter, don't you think I could tell him I pray to my father and he'd send yeah. 12 legions of angels? Yeah. Yeah. He gave it. Yeah. But he gave it because it was necessary. Without the shedding of blood, yeah. there's no remission of sins. Yeah. Yeah. But then the empty tomb, yeah. we're going to see here, yeah. one of the things, he says, if, if there's no resurrection, look what he says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Okay. Um, uh, Look what he says in verse 14 and 15. 1 Corinthians chapter 15? Uh-huh, verse 14 and 15. Okay. Here we go. All right. 
And if Christ had not been raised, our preaching is useless, and so is your faith. More than that, we are then found to be false witnesses about God. Yeah. For we have testified about God that he raised Christ from the dead, but he did not raise him if, in fact, the dead are not raised. See that? If Christ is not risen, our preaching is like a joke. He's saying it's empty. Mm. Our faith is empty. We are false witnesses because yep. we're sharing a story that's not true. Then he says in verse 17, if Christ is not risen, your faith is futile mm. and you're still in your sins. Still you see all these sins. marks against us? Yes. Yeah. Oh, heck but yeah. he says, but the reverse of that, if it is true, your sins are forgiven. Yes. You have a testimony. Yeah. You're going to be raised from the dead one day. Right. Your faith is strong. So there's there's no there's no third option. Mm -hmm. Either Jesus is dead and he's in that tomb, yeah. or the tomb is empty yes. and he's risen. Yeah. Absolutely. There's no two ways. And, and, and the key to this whole thing too, um, you know, if you look at John 1:14, Jesus is true God and truly human. He was the perfect one, the one-time sacrifice for all of our sins. That's the importance of it. Mm -hmm. It was God made flesh. Yes. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory. Glory as one of the of the only son from the Father, full of grace and truth. That's where it's exciting. Mm -hmm. That not only did Jesus uh, die and rise from the dead, he was not a prophet. Right. He was the son of God. Right. And, and, and that's why tying it in, in those events that occurred, the creator of our planet and of ourselves came down to save us. Yeah, that's and so that you know, for me, that that's really what got me excited when I started to open up and pay attention to this. Mm -hmm. Because, like you said, I, I had no interest. I was a server boy, and it was mumbo jumbo to me. I was just like, "Yeah, okay, Father, that's great." You know, mm -hmm. I think this is oh, Jesus rose from the dead, but I never really right. read and 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 put the time in that was needed, John, yeah. to, to tie that together. Once that hits you. Game over. Game on. Yeah, yeah. right, right. You know, you bring up a good That's point, David. Good. Study world religions, and they all come to teach something. You know, you know, you have the four noble truths of Buddhism. You have the five pillars of Islam. Scientology's got its own thing. Confucius it has the principles of a godly, uh, a righteous man. Right. On and on and on. And and when these men die, you can go to their burial place. You know, Muhammad. They have a huge shrine to him, a burial shrine, in Medina, Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Uh, Confucius, you can go to his tomb, Shandang province in China. The Buddha, they cremated, which they do in Buddha, but a tooth that was left over is in a big burial shrine in Sri Lanka. Joseph Smith, the founder of Mormonism, is buried in Nauvoo, Illinois. Yeah. Yeah. You, you cannot go to the tomb of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. It was yeah. empty from the beginning, yeah. you see. And you can go and look at the, you know, where they, they think it was, the Church of the mm -hmm. Holy Sepulchre, but it's empty. Yeah. You know, why is that? Because nobody made the claims he made. None of these other teachers yeah. ever said, if you see me, you've seen the Father. Mm. Or me and the Father are one. Or I'm coming back on clouds of glory to judge the nations. They don't say that. They, they give you moral code or yeah. how to live life. Yeah. That's not what Christianity is about. It's about a dying, rising Savior. Mm. You know, because he That's answers it. man's ultimate problems. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. And so, you know, um, I think one of the things that, uh, that you've always, you know, taught me is when you think about the fact that Jesus did this, I mean, this really completes the harm that Adam did and Eve did in the Garden of Eden. This is full circle. And so the reason he had to become uh, truly human is because he had to have that, be that perfect sacrifice. Right. And that's why, you know, God became man. 
But, you know, it's all, you know, from that time, you know, God had that plan that his son was going to come. And, you know, that's really, as we've said so many times throughout the Bible, it's all about him coming and the story between all of that. And uh, the examples he gives us, God, so that we understand this is really his son. Right. And, and it's kind of like trying to tell everybody, look, when he comes, you have to recognize him because this is what he's going to do. And so that's what the whole theme is based upon from the start of the Garden of Eden. Yeah, he's yeah. answering life's biggest problem, yeah. which, which is man's separation from God. We are dead in our trespasses and sins. And, mm-hmm. and that's why the sacrificial system, you see it way back in Genesis. Yeah. You know, that there was a, something year. innocent died, blood was shed uh-huh. to cover, and then God establishes a sacrificial system mm-hmm. where once a year, on the Day of Atonement, Yom right. Kippur, the high priest would go into the Holy of Holies, but without the, you got to have shed blood to yes. go into there. And so yeah. that prefigured that one day a perfect sacrifice would come and go in with shed his own uh-huh. shed blood. And therefore, it says in Hebrews, now we have access into the very presence right. of God. And it's interesting that after Jesus died and rose from the dead, a couple short years later, what happened to the whole sacrificial system in Jerusalem? The temple, the priesthood, yeah. the sacrifice, gone. 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 Yeah. Why? Because the perfect sacrifice came. Yes. Mm-hmm. Chronologically mm-hmm. speaking, I mean, just historically speaking, that's what indeed happened. So if you look at the resurrection, just a couple reasons when you look uh-huh. at the proof system. One thing is very interesting is that who discovered the risen Savior first? Yeah, it was the women. It was women, yeah. particularly yeah. Mary Magdalene. It right. says she was the first one. Well, she was yeah. the one that Jesus cast out seven evil spirits. We yeah. don't know what that was all about. But... If we were trying to start a religion and sell it or promote it, yeah. you would not have women. No way. Because their testimony was incredible back in that culture. Wasn't accepted in the court. No, that's where yeah. you get the word hysteria. Right. Hysteria. It, they, were too, they thought they were too emotional. They, they couldn't, even when she came to tell the apostles, they didn't believe her. Yeah. If you were going to have, if you want to make it credible, have Joseph of Arimathea right. or Nicodemus. Uh-huh be the first one mm-hmm. this has such a human honest quality the other thing is you wouldn't put in embarrassing details about church leaders like peter denied jesus three yeah. times mm-hmm. the others fled from him they yeah. were far off yeah. thomas even when they said we saw him he says i don't believe it unless i touch yeah. him you see what i'm saying mm-hmm. why put in embarrassing details if you were going to sell your car and somebody was interested in buying it would you start telling everything that's wrong with it yeah no. probably not yeah. <laughs> yeah. but it, this is, speaks of the honesty of the event. That's exactly the, right. The other thing is, if he was buried and didn't rise from the dead, and this little uh, group of apostles, disciples, started saying he did, mm-hmm. what would the Roman authorities or the Jewish authorities have to do to disprove it? Drag the body, yeah. drag the corpse. Yeah, they'd have to find out, the body. Yeah. And drag I mean, it through the streets. They weren't right. beyond doing that kind oh, of yeah. stuff. See, yeah. there's no there's no hint of that. No. They could have they could have stopped this thing right at the beginning. Yeah. The other thing is, and this is very important, is the transformed lives. Oh yeah, no kidding. If you look at the apostles up to the point of Pentecost, they were really problematic. I mean, they had issues. Mm. Uh, a couple of days before Jesus was going to be condemned to die, they're arguing who's going to be the greatest. Yeah. Which can I sit on your right hand? Can I sit on your left hand? You yeah. see. Uh, Peter says, everybody will deny you, but I won't deny you, Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, well, come on, he did. They were, they were hiding. You know, they were going to go back home. Yeah. What transformed them? These yeah. were not, these people did not have military power. They did not have political power. Right. They were upcountry boys 
from Galilee, little small business owners, fishermen and stuff yeah. like that. What transformed them? Yep. And where did the early church start? Where did they set up their headquarters? In Galilee? In Jerusalem. Yeah. The very place where the Messiah was crucified. I mean, come on. And when most cults start, they take their following out to a wilderness or they get them out of a city. Look at Jim Jones, yep. David Koresh, um, Joseph Smith with the Mormons. Uh, you know, all of these things, they take them out. They set their thing up right in the epicenter yeah. of Jerusalem. Wow. This is pretty, yeah. you know, powerful. Mm -hmm. The other thing is, is Gentiles. It was mm -hmm. promised in the Old Testament that one day Gentiles would receive the light of salvation. You know, it's repeated in Isaiah. Yeah. And this is this is a tsunami because when the Gentiles start accepting Christ, what happens? Acts chapter 15, they have a big council there in Jerusalem with the apostles. And they said they no longer have to be circumcised. They don't keep kosher. Mm -hmm. Everything changes. Wow. What, what would be so cataclysmic to make good... Jewish devout believers change those kind of customs. Yeah. You understand? Yeah. Oh, what yeah. you're doing is you're getting all these bits of evidence together. Mm -hmm. And in like a court of law, what you're looking for is preponderance of evidence yeah. to offset uh, the negatives. Right. So, uh, David, do you want to say this? <clears throat> well, you know, um, I think one of the key things is definitely the conversion of the 12 apostles. I mean, they, they died a martyr's death, most of them, 11 of them. Um, you know, the only one uh, that, that didn't was John, who was exiled to the island of Patmos, and Judas Iscariot, who betrayed Jesus and hung himself. But, you know, the, the interesting thing is uh, you also think about the Roman guards. It is highly unlikely that the Roman guards would have slept through the theft of Jesus' body. You can look at uh, Matthew 27, 62, or Mark 16. But, you know, what they did on the tomb um, is there was basically three things that they did. They had, a, they had a, a large stone, and typically it portrays a disc-shaped stone in front of Jesus' tomb, but out of 900 tombs from this period, only four had those stones shaped like that. M more were like corks. Either way, it would have been tough to move. Then usually, so they put a guard there too, the Romans. Uh, we can't be sure if it was a Roman guard or a Jewish temple police, but they put a guard there for sure, and then they put the Roman seal on it. So there were three ways they protected the tomb. A Roman seal was a sign that the contents belonged to Rome, and it was also a warning. Anyone caught breaking such a seal would likely suffer crucifixion. So, you know, when you take a look at the tomb itself and how it was protected, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's incredible to think that, that it was a hoax. Yeah, you you're know? exactly and, right. And that they came in one night, you know, went past the guards and, and pulled them out. Plus, what would be their motive? Yeah, that, that, that's a that's a very important point. Right. Yeah, I mean, they were hiding at this point. They were scared. They were scared. They were cowards at this point. You know, I mean, yeah. they didn't know what was right. going to happen. I mean, right. they saw their leader just got uh -huh. publicly shamed and mm -hmm. trialed and executed before their eyes. They're thinking they're going to come after us if we're the, one of the leaders exactly. of this group. Yeah. What would be their motive? Right. You know, let alone to start this movement and mm -hmm. to say unless, but if they met a risen savior, yeah, that's consistent with the aftermath, what yes. happened in that first century. <clears throat> Absolutely. It fits. Yes, it fits. You know. and when it, so the key is, um, when you look at the risen Jesus, he appears to his disciples and followers 12 times over those 40 days. Mary Magdalene in Mark 16, the woman at the tomb, Matthew 28, Peter, 
uh, in Luke 24, the travelers on the road, Mark 16. The disciples without Thomas, Mark 16. The disciples including Thomas, John 20. Uh, the disciples, while they finished uh, John 21, the crowd of 500, 1 Corinthians. I mean, the crowd of 500 even. I mean, come on. It, it, you know, so uh, those were at the Ascension, Acts 1, and then to Paul on Acts 9. So when you see that many um, appearances and the fact that, you know, the fact of the matter, this was not a spirit. Uh, when Jesus came uh, to life, it was his full body exactly. back inside. People said it was just the spirit. And that's significant because he ascended into heaven full body right. and spirit. Right. Because, again, it was to, to clear up the sins that occurred in the Garden of Eden. That's why it had to go down that way. Yeah, right. I mean, you're, when you bring up all these appearances our Lord makes after his resurrection, he meets them individually. He yeah. meets them in pairs. He meets them in groups. He meets them outside. He meets them inside a room. He has uh, he shares a meal with them. Yeah. He, he dialogues with them. He invites Thomas to touch his body, to yes. touch the wounds. He is he is declaring himself risen. And like you say, he's not a spirit or a phantom or an hallucination. Mm -hmm. He is physical. That is so important because in the Greek philosophy, they often viewed the physical or material as evil, the spirit or the unseen as good. But here Jesus affirms both. Yes. The body is good. And that's why because he rises, it'll say in 1 Corinthians 15, we uh, are, are going to, in the twinkling of an eye, verse 52, it says, this mortal body is going to put on incorruptible body, like the yes. risen Christ. You right. see, yeah. that's a powerful promise to know that one day our body is going to be changed. Yes. And no more sickness, no more pain, no more, yes. you know, all yeah. of these, because why? Jesus is the first fruit. In other words, he's the first to come out of the ground. Yep. The feast of the first fruits, they would see the first fruit come out of the ground. Mm -hmm. Then they would wave it before the Lord because that guaranteed a big harvest. Well, yep. because Jesus rules, we will rise. That yes. has powerful implications for our life today. Yeah, and, and John, the key to that salvation, as you said, is God's gift to us. And so is our faith. When you look at Ephesians 2, 8, 9, it's for by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is a gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. And then when you look at Romans 8, 3, 4, we, you know, we could not keep the law perfectly because of our sin. Even those yearly sacrifices could not do it. So for God has done what the law weakened by the flesh could not do. By sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, he condemned sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us, who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. Right. So that's why he was God manifested in the flesh, truly human, truly God. And, and that's the important, and nothing we can do. We can sit there and serve at our church every day if we want. It's meaningless in terms of our salvation. Right. It's what he did. It's his grace. And that's why we're here today. That's why we're taking time away from our lives, because this is, this is that important to us. This should be the paramount aspect of anybody's life um, because th that's why we're here. It's a game changer. Yeah. And the beauty of this, like Paul says, I received it, now I'm passing it on to yes. you. We, we received the gospel news because somebody told mm -hmm. us, David. You know, somebody, and then, but now we have the responsibility, like you say, to yes. share with others, first and foremost with our children, then yes. our grandchildren. Right. But that's the most powerful thing 
you can give people. You know, parents and grandparents always want to leave an inheritance, a legacy to their offspring. And that's a good thing. It's even scriptural. <clears throat> but the greatest thing you can give them is this. Is, is this. Faith. And then live Absolutely. the faith. That's because yeah. you've given them the keys to the kingdom. Oh, yeah. You've given them a new life in Christ here. Yeah. Directions how to live that life, how to have a good life, right. a victorious life, how to pray and oh, yeah. see real answers to prayer. Yes. Am I right? Yes. It's like the keys to the kingdom. It's the keys to the kingdom. And, uh, and, you know, but, but, you know, in terms of our life, we, we are never... I mean, the goal should be to try and be like Christ, but we are such sinful creatures. We say this all the time. You know, I'm, I, I sin every day. You know, my attitude, the way I behave. But if we can just focus and do the best we can to profess what we know mm -hmm. and do our best to live a decent life, that's what it's all about, but it's to profess what we know, number one. And, you know, before he ascended in uh, Matthew 28, you know, that's exactly what he what he told the disciples their focus should be, is to create disciples. Right, go make disciples. <laughs> that's really. what it's all about. Because you make one disciple yeah. that can disciple others, mm -hmm. that's powerful leveraging. That's exponential. You know, you could... Really, the growth of the kingdom of God is not arithmetically. It's not one, two, three, four, right. five, six. It's exponential. Mm -hmm. One, two, four, yeah. eight. And you don't know how far your influence will go. Right. You might reach one person, and that person might reach a hundred. That's right. And those hundred, it's it's like a, it's almost like a uh, a franchising yeah. enterprise where you and you're just giving them. What you receive, it's not yeah. like we thought up this formula right. or something. It's yeah. just given, and then once they receive it, off to the races. Yeah. You know, see, it's powerful. It's yeah, powerful. And, and the interesting thing I think that I have seen in your life, John, and in my own, is the fact, but especially in your life, and I think that's why I got so attracted to, to reading deeper into the Bible and trying to understand the various parts and putting them together, um, is just because of the bounty that you've received as a missionary and how your life has gone. And um, it's just amazing to me because, uh, you know, it's like everything you need, something, it's there. You know, you have a, something going on with the family, you pray through it, you mm -hmm. know, and you just see these incredible blessings. That is the true power of our walk. Mm -hmm. And when you start to get into your walk, you realize that there's so many things that happen. Like even this radio show, yeah, right. we don't have tens of millions uh, of equipment mm -hmm. with antennas to go across the globe or even the country. We got people listening from Israel to England Absolutely. with this little, little radio right. station. Yeah, yeah. But but it's not us. It's his power. Mm -hmm. Once you do something and you're in the right path, mm -hmm. you will see great things happen. You know, I mean, I think you, that's how he secures our faith with us. You bring out a good point about this radio station. You know, it's so powerful when you look at how the church started. Yeah, it, it was a small group in a small place, you know, in the upper room. And again, if you were starting an international business, you probably wouldn't have picked these men yeah. and these women necessarily. <laughs> I would say not. But today, yeah. 2.4 billion people on the planet Earth yeah. somehow, some way, named the name of Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm not saying they're all true yeah. believers, but I'm just saying. But when you look at orphanages and literacy work and schools and, and uh, caring for the widow and relief, and I, when I travel Asia, I see these things, you know, how did they start? Well, they started because yeah. of Jesus. Yeah. That was the impulse. Yeah. Yes. That was the, you know, yeah. the side benefit, if you will, the outworking of our faith. Right. Mm -hmm. And this radio station is a gift from God because when it goes out normally through the radio, then when Wanda puts it on social media, yeah. it can go Th further. That's the big thing. And yeah. we don't know. Right. Some person in a little apartment or a little living room is listening to this 
and that could be the next yes. evangelist. Or that yeah. you don't know. Right. You don't yeah. know. You see what I'm saying? Yes. So I, if people listening could pray for this radio station, that God would really use it Amen. and and and, and uh, bless it. You know, and all the needs are met here. And, and we thank you for the licensing, and even we, you know, we can come in here, and the equipment is here, but. It really needs prayer. We can never, you know, we have that because we ask now. We yeah. should be asking continually that this radio station could be a loud megaphone Amen. to get the gospel to the ends of the earth. Amen. Yes. Kind Amen. of like a little. Yeah. But that that's, again, some of the benefits of the uh, resurrection for our life today. You were in Romans. Well, Romans 8 says something very interesting. That very chapter you were in, David. Uh-huh. If you would read uh, Romans 8, um, verse uh, 9. Uh, through uh, 11. Sure. You, however, are not in the realm of the flesh, but are in the realm of the Spirit. If indeed the Spirit of God lives in you, and if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, they do not belong to Christ. But if Christ is in you, then even though your body is subject to death because of sin, the Spirit gives life because of righteousness. And in the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of his spirit who lives in you. This is very powerful oh, yeah. because it's continually talking about the Holy Spirit living in you. Yes. But he makes the, the, the proclamation, if, if the Holy Spirit is not in you, you don't belong to Christ. Right. Wow. doesn't matter how much religious stuff yeah. or whatever, like you said earlier. Yeah. But that's why the Bible says, to as many as received him. To them he gave the power to become. Before that, we're dead. We're yes. separated. Through yeah. Christ's death and resurrection, the Holy Spirit can now dwell in us. Yeah. But look what he says here. I, but if, Verse 11. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead, mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit that raised Jesus up after being dead three yeah. years, dwells in you. Yeah. That means the same spirit, the Holy Spirit that raised Jesus, dwells in us today. Yeah. That, that, that means we should be living a victorious life. Yeah. doesn't yeah. mean that you're not going to have right. that's pretty problems or drugs. And that's <laughs> wait, wait. scary oh, at the same hold time. Up. He who raised Christ from the dead yeah. will also give, that's a free gift, give life to your mortal bodies right. through his spirit. <clears throat> Again, he says, yeah. who dwells in you. Yeah. We Christians, sometimes we, we get caught up in... Okay, I belong to this church. I sing in the choir. I put some money yes. in the basket. I do, yeah. and these are all good things. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But the key is Christ in you. Yeah, that's the biggest mystery. Paul says in the book of Colossians, it's Christ in you. That's the treasure. Who are yeah. we? And then he says, uh, down below, he says in verse fourteen, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Amen. So he not only instructs us how to live, but he empowers us yeah. through the resurrection with the Holy Spirit. To live, right. not to be a child of God, but to be a son of God yes. or a daughter. In other words, yeah. you you are active for service. Uh -huh. Wanted to it come. sounds like a win-win situation. It's, it's, yeah. <laughs> he, sets us up, he sets us up to win, and he set it up yes. before the foundations of the world. He set it up where we would win. We just have to walk it out. That's right. Exactly That's right. right. We just have to walk it out That's and just, right. just, remember, just continue to stay in prayer. And my, my prayer has been, Father, whatever is not pleasing to you, I don't even want to desire it. Just take it. Just remove it. Mm. I just I, that's that's I just want to know my daily walk is a pleasure to you. When you look down on me, you see a reflection of yourself like you looking in a mirror. That's what we want. Yeah. And and yes, we we're, mm. we're in these mortal fallible errored bodies. Yes. Mm. But 
he sees himself yeah. when he mm-hmm. looks at us. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. That's a good point. And yeah. if, if that, really, if you look at the Old Testament, there's like 602 or 620 right. laws and commandments. But one of the biggest commands we have or goals is to please him. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's why even at, where our Lord himself, when God the Father says, this is my beloved son mm-hmm. in whom I'm well, well pleased. pleased. Yes. And if we make it our aim in life to be pleasing to God, yes. uh, we don't have 602 commandments. Yeah. Yes. But is this pleasing to God, yeah. what I'm thinking, doing, yeah. speaking, yeah. or is it grievous? Yeah. I know that. We yeah. know that even in our own relationship. Is what I'm doing Pleasing yeah. or grievous, yeah. hurting, yeah. and that's our code. That's yeah. our yes. that's our GPS, if yeah. you will. You know, yeah. our north star. Though yeah. that's the compass. Yes. Because yes. this life is brief, and yeah. but what I like is God. He stacks the deck in man's favor. Consider yes. this: huh. in the Garden of Eden, how many trees you think he put in that garden? <laughs> this is before the fall, right? Before the fall. It was like Maui on steroids, right? That's what I guess. <laughs> okay. How many have read to the tropics or Hawaii? How many did he prohibit? Oh, yeah, the one. One. Yeah, I know. One. It's our nature. You see what I'm saying? But he stacked the deck. Now, look yeah. at, when we look at the proof of the resurrection, right. we could show this thing nine ways to Sunday why that tomb is empty and Jesus is risen. Uh-huh. You can look at the, the growth, the explosive growth of the early church. You can look at transformed lives, the fulfillment of prophecy. On and on. God stacks the deck in our favor to make it easy yeah. for us to believe and receive his free gift. Yeah. Why does man somebody says you cannot go to you cannot go to hell unless you trip over the cross? Mm. Think about it. Yeah. You cannot go to hell unless you trip over the cross. God has put that cross. Yeah. You know, every company today like has a that. logo, don't they? Yeah. The golden arches yeah. and Apple yeah. has the bitten apple yeah. and the the target with the yeah. circle, circle with the dot. With the, dot. the greatest logo that describes a brand that ever came on this planet is the cross. Mm. Even to this that's, day. That's true. Because yeah. why? Yeah. The vertical beam shows man's relationship to God. Yeah. The horizontal beam shows man's relationship to man. It starts mm. plunked into the earth, mm. up into heaven, and it's because the God-man came and he hung suspended between heaven and earth yeah. for yeah. six hours and bled out that we could get that new mm. life in Christ. It's a perfect yeah. logo yeah. that describes the brand. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, uh, again, um, mm. when, when I'm thinking about Jesus, when he said it is finished, um, his work on our behalf when he was on the cross, nothing we can do. What, what he did when he said it is finished, it had so many implications. You know, in Hebrews 7, 27, he had no need like those high priests to offer sacrifices daily, first for his own sins and then for those of the people, since he did this once for all when he offered up himself. He didn't even have to do it. It was God. Yeah. That's the key. Right. Again, is God coming down to save us? And then we look at the crucifixion and what he went through. He didn't have to become flesh. Exactly right. Why, he did on our why behalf. Why would he do that? And, and, and once you think about that kind of love, and the fact that that we are so we are so distasteful in terms of the amount of sin that we have in ourselves, and he wanted us. He he never stopped wanting us, even when he pushed us out. That you have a good point there. Number one, Jesus says, "Greater love hath no man than this, to lay yeah. down your life for a friend." Right. But Jesus died for us while we were yet sinners. Sinners. Mm-hmm. That 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 goes to your point. I was detestable. I wasn't. A person that was yeah. deserving of God's grace, and he he bleeds on the cross for me. He didn't yeah. do nothing wrong. I did everything wrong. Right. But when you said on the cross, one of his last words, "It is finished," right. or the Greek is mm-hmm. "tetelestai," 
I, always, I said to you, what is his first words recorded in the scriptures? The first words of Jesus recorded in the scriptures are what? Um, I'm about my father's Did business. you not know I must be about yeah, he was my in father's the temple business? When he was, what, 12, 12 years so. old. Yeah, that was the Those first, were his first words. Right. One of his last words on the cross is what? It is finished. finished. So What's he, finished? His, his father's, father's work. work. Wow. The redemption. Is, the redemption. I mean, when, when you put the puzzle together, man, how it, could you not see it? I know. Well, I mean, you know, and, and you know, it's just now I didn't see it originally, but you really do have to dwell and pray on it you while you're study. reading it so you can see it. Absolutely. You know, I, I'm, I'm, you know, being a little bit facetious here, but mm -hmm. you really do have to pray before when you mm -hmm. get started, you have to pray before you read so that the Holy Spirit enlightens you right. on what we're talking about. Yeah. That's and, why and, the psalm think, yeah. yeah. The psalmist will say, Open my eyes, O Lord, that I might behold wondrous things out of your yes. word. Yeah. So you invite the Holy Spirit to illuminate. Mm -hmm. But the old time Bible scholars used to say these are treasures hidden in plain sight. Yeah. Mm. See these are treasures mm. hidden in plain sight. They're there, but we don't always see them. Mm -hmm. You see, it's like why did Jesus on the Passover night offer the Lord's Supper, and it was the Passover day, he would give up his, you know, because it goes sundown to sundown. Right. So what happened on Passover? The unblemished lamb. Yep. Didn't, they didn't break its leg, took the blood, applied it to the door oh, yeah. to get out of slavery. Remember, right. they were 400 yeah. years in slavery. Oh, yeah. Who would have thought the blood of a lamb would get you out of slavery? Mm -hmm. It's unheard of. Mm -hmm. And then what did they do with that lamb? They went inside, roasted it, ate it to give them strength for the journey. Yeah. Last Supper on Passover, for four days, Jesus has been inspected. He's the lamb that doesn't have spot. He, yeah. Nobody can convict him of yeah. sin, right? Right. He's going to give his life, but what does he say the bread and the wine are for? This is my body. This is my blood. blood. Do this. It's strength for, yeah. for the journey. Yeah. Wow. Not only is the Passover lamb sacrificed, but he gives us the new covenant, the, the Lord's Supper, strength for the journey of our yeah. life. To, to be empowered yeah. to go to the promised yeah. land. Yeah. So all of these things are converging on the person of Christ. Yeah. And again, people have to look at this, just to, just to look at this. For 27 years of my life, I didn't, that just didn't hit me. It didn't no. interest me. No, I, I don't know me. why. Oh, yeah. I, I was just on my own little thing. I, I thought I was going to live forever. I sure wasn't thinking mm -hmm. about the time I was going to be old and frail. Mm -hmm. and, and I think that's really the, the point of demarcation or it was for me is I feel very blessed even though I started in my walk later in life. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. You know, a few you know, a few years ago, less than ten years ago. Yeah, um, I didn't start when I was young. Yeah, I mean I, I I just showed up to church, left in an hour and was like, you know, what when's the clock gonna strike an hour so I can get out of here. Right. Mm -hmm. But you know, now I feel so blessed that he, mm -hmm. he brought it to mm -hmm. my family and I at this time. And and the other the other cool connection from the Garden of Eden is you think about the disobedience of man. When God said, "Don't touch that tree," right. and it is Jesus's obedience that saves us, not our own. If you look at Romans five eighteen to nineteen, mm -hmm. therefore, as one trespass led to con condemnation for all men, so one act of righteousness leads to justification and life for all men. Right. For as by one man's disobedience the many were made sinners, so by one man's obedience the many will be made righteous. Mm. And that, that that's why he had to be truly man. He had to be. And, you know, a lot of people say he was just a prophet. Listen, man, you, that's only part of the story. Mm. So, you know, and when you look at this, it's just it's just so perfect. It is perfect. There's the symmetry. Else to say. I mean, it, it, it's either the word of God or it's not. When it's you look like, at Adam in yeah. that same chapter, we'll start wrapping it up here. But First Corinthians fifteen, verse forty five, it will say. And so it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living being. The last Adam 
became a life-giving spirit. The spiritual is not first, but the natural, and afterward the spiritual. The first man was of the earth, that's Adam, mm -hmm. made of dust. The second man is the Lord from heaven. So he's comparing Adam, first Adam, yeah. with last Adam. Right. Well, look at yeah. first Adam in a garden, disobeys God, yeah. right? Disobeys yeah. God, mm. gets kicked out of paradise. Right. What comes as a result of that? The dust, of the, he's going to go back to dust, yep. uh, sent, uh, entry of Satan into the human condition. Mm -hmm. uh, thorns and thistles start coming out of the ground. Man will work by the sweat of his brow, and he's separated, have, and he's naked. Labor, thing, he's yeah. naked, and God covers him. Right. Look at the second Adam. Number one, yeah. he takes the curse on us. Yeah. Mm. The Bible says, cursed everyone that hangeth upon a tree. Jesus took our curse. Uh -huh. Number two, the thorns that came out of the ground, what was he crowned with? Thorns. Thorns. Yeah. He was stripped naked. Yep. Maybe with the only thing he owned was that gown, that cloak. Mm. He was stripped naked that we could be clothed in righteousness. Mm. He gives us the new wine of the new covenant. What do we give him on the cross? Sour wine, yeah. vinegar. Yeah. Okay, yeah. he says, "Come to me, all you that thirsty, and I'll give you living waters. Come out of your belly; you'll not thirst again." Yeah. Mm -hmm. What did he say on the cross? "I thirst." Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. On and on yeah. again, you'll see the first Adam, second Adam, and Jesus reverses everything the first Adam lost. Well, yeah. And the first Adam would then exit yeah. out of out of paradise. Remember? Yep. And what did will Jesus? On his dying breath, say to the thief on the cross, this day, you'll be with me in paradise. In paradise. Yeah. Mm. In paradise. Okay? Yeah. Paradise doors are now yeah. open. Yeah. Because of the shed blood of yeah. the Lamb. Yeah. And so, we close it up. Thank you again, Wanda, for You're coming welcome. this morning. You're and welcome. And David. And oh, yeah. Everybody listening. Um, you know, it's amazing when you, when you really get into the Word of God and it confirms your faith and oh, affirms yeah. your life and realize that this... This word is not going anywhere. You know, mm -hmm. the, the scripture yeah. is the most published book in yeah. the world today. It is the most translated book in the world today. It is not going, it's the most loved book, it's mm -hmm. the most hated book, it's the most, <laughs> fill in the blank, okay? Yeah. Just fill in the blank. But it's not going anywhere. And in that message of Christ just pulsates out of the pages of this book. Yeah. And he's not willing that any should perish but that all might come to repentance. Yeah. That's the message of God. Yeah. Whosoever will. Maybe somebody's listening this morning. You have doubts, fears. You really don't, maybe like me, you don't fully understand or didn't really investigate the claims yeah. of Jesus Christ, especially when it comes to his death and his resurrection. But hey, it's springtime. You know, a new, in a sense, a new year is beginning. Yeah. Life is starting to come forth. Think about it, you know. And, and, and there's so many good churches in Cleveland where the gospel is being <laughs> preached and taught. And there's, you know, this radio program and there's others, you know, to listen to and to, and to access uh, the simplicity of what it means to receive Christ as your Savior. Yeah. Any and, closing thoughts? Yeah. You David, know, Wanda? Um, I think just a key, you brought this up uh, too before, John. We never know when our time is. Mm. That's right. Uh, so number one, uh, that's the reason that you shouldn't wait to explore what we're talking about mm -hmm. and, and make your own decisions with it. But, but secondly, um, you know, um, I went to this one um, talk. John, I think you were with me. He uh -huh. was an executive for GE, worked for uh, Jack Welch, mm -hmm. and he became a Christian. And I just remember what he said. Uh, his line that really pushed him over the edge was when he really started to think about it and say, at the end of the day, am I going to be counting my GE stock options or am I going to be looking for my Savior? Uh, and so that really hit me at that point. And then that was his transformation. 
the wealth we have is, is just so fleeting here mm -hmm. and it's going to go so quick. You're going to be looking at 70, 80 years old when you think you want to start reading the Bible. That's the way I thought about uh -huh. it. But when I'm old, I'll have time and I can start to get into it, go to my church groups. Don't wait. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Don't wait. Mm -hmm. And and I think that's the key. I mean, mm -hmm. if I could give anything yeah. uh, for that's what I'd good. like to convey in my walk with you at my age uh, with the family is don't wait. Don't wait. That's right. Yes, I agree with David in in this life this life is is short and you want to use this life to prepare for your life after and you want your everyday goal is I want to see Jesus in peace no matter what and you the Holy Spirit is there to lead us and to guide us and to uh, he is that compass and we need him and he makes all things new and through him we walk in victory and I, for those who have not received Jesus, you are missing out on a treat. He walks with you, he leads you, he guides you, and he is your comfort. The things that happen in this life that, that for unbelievers, we mourn different than those who believe. He is, he is our comfort. And I would say to you, give your life to Jesus and you will not regret it. Amen. Excellent. Yeah. Can't great add to, to that. Yeah, yeah, great way to end it. God bless you guys. God, God bless, bless you. Have a great weekend. Have a great Beautiful day. day. Amen. Thank you, one.